This episode of the Astro Powder Podcast is brought to you by Gama. Color changes have never been so easy and fast. Gama's Optiflex Pro Q unit provides the fastest color change for a manual powder gun in the industry at 35 seconds. This can be as much as an 80% reduction in your typical changing process. Power Clean technology, built into our Optiflex Pro Q unit, efficiently cleans the entire powder path from injector to gun tip so you're ready for quick color changes without any manual adjustments. To speak with a representative or schedule a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. That's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. Bring it, boost it, change it, finish it. Now is the time to complete it with Gamma. Hello, all you powder coating fans, and welcome to episode 44 of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Powder, a.k.a. Kevin Piller, and with me, as always, my esteemed colleague, sidekick, Nathan, who as of 10 days ago has become a world-renowned speaker of powder coating truths. He debuted as a... a speaker at the Powder Coating Summit, which was held uh, in, in Lombard, Illinois. First time he spoke in front of a, a very large group of people. We had a great turnout. So kudos to my colleague here. He's also ChemQuest Powder Coating Research as Formulator Dude. Yard. Shiver me timbers. We're broadcasting from the ChemQuest Powder Coating Research Studios in Columbus, Ohio. The purpose of the Ask Joe Powder podcast is to bring the latest news and technical know-how to the global powder coating community. So let's get it rolling. But before we do, I'd like to give a shout out. Shout out. This time it's to an icon in the powder coating world, Michael Knobloch. He's the president of Keyland Polymer and DVUV and imagine an assortment of other kind of subsidiaries they have under their umbrella very impressive uh group refer to episode five i think it was and he's a true pioneer and entrepreneur as he is one of the original innovators of uv curable powder technology not just technology but also business he got dvuv uh which is a powder applicator mainly to um MDF boards and other variety of other substrates, but he got them started in the 1990s and introduced UV curable powder as a mainstay finishing technology in the industry. Uh, Mike continues to find new applications and end uses for this uh, fascinating technology. So hats off to Michael. Uh, you do a great job. You really can't say UV powder coating without saying Michael Knobloch. So Great job, Mike. Uh, we, we love working with you. Okay. Well, it's time for our next segment. Guess what? Guess what? All right. Our first one comes from PCI Magazine. They report that FGIA updated their suite of aluminum finishes documents 
anyone that's familiar with architectural coatings market is probably familiar with the AMA, the AAMA standards, 2603, 2604, 2605. And so they came out with updated versions for 2022, which kind of a big deal. In the, in the press release, they said that there was a change to the weathering test. So I went and I picked up the new version of the documents. I was like, oh, hey, what, what changed? Yeah, yeah. Do tell. Do tell. <laughs> All right. So the big change is it used to be that they required you to compare the gloss and color of your weathered panel to a either unexposed retained part mm-hmm. or to a part that was covered in ah, the field. something that, that didn't get the UV and weather uh, exposure. Exactly. But now you can actually compare it to the initial reading that you took before you started the test. Big news for those uh, specification writers. Wow. took Probably took five or six years to get that into the new one. Yeah, that's 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 really the big change. Great job, yeah. FGIA. Boy, I, I knew there was a reason why I didn't get in on those committees. <laughs> All right. Um, IPCM reports that uh, Jeff Girac has been appointed by Axon Nobel as the new director of the powder coatings business. He succeeds Daniela Vlad, who's now director of Axon Nobel's industrial coatings business. So Girac will lead the global strategic direction Axon Nobel's innovative powder coatings portfolio across a broad range of end markets. That's interesting. And Jeff is not an insider from the powder coating industry, which, you know, that doesn't matter. He's a very accomplished manager in the specialty chemicals industry, as I hear. So we wish we wish you the best. I think Axon Nobel's moving out into good directions. So excellent news. Another item here from IPCM, GEMA, you may have heard of before, the international manufacturer of powder coating application equipment, has recently presented the Multigun Axis UA05-X, which is a new solution for coating multiple sides of parts as they go through. But, um, yeah, stay tuned for any one of our ad breaks if you want to learn more about GEMA. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, and one more really big news item. I'd like to welcome and introduce ChemQuest's PCR Group's newest addition, and that would be Shana Riley. Shana just uh, joined the, the team in the last few days, and we have high hopes. We're getting busier and busier, and we needed a, another lab person. So welcome to the team, Shana, and... Uh, Yeah, we're looking forward to working with you for a long, long, long time. Okay, what we're going to do today, folks, unlike our usual segment, uh, which is a question and answer with the Joe Powder uh, column, we're going to present a special edition. And basically, Nate and I uh, will be recapping uh, some of the highlights from the uh, 2022 Powder Coating Summit which was held in Lombard, Illinois, uh, which was co-located with the Coatings Trends and Technology Conference, uh, which is uh, annually put on by BNP Media, which uh, Paint and Coatings Industry Magazine is a, uh, a part of that. 
this conference, as always, was uh, comprised of industry experts across the powder coating technology spectrum. And I'm talking about from key raw material people to powder coating formulators. And by that, I mean, you know, small, medium, large coating manufacturers, uh, also to innovative end users. And the purpose of the summit uh, historically has been to showcase emerging technologies, uh, which we expect are going to advance the powder coating industry. And boy, we had a heck of a lineup this time. And uh, I think every single talk was was a good one. Yeah, there's some really good talks. I just want to cover that. This was the first time that we've had it co-located like that. We've always had the summit here in Columbus um, in the same city as our lab. And so it was it was new for us. I think that it made a lot of sense. There was always these two shows. One of them was purely powder-focused. One of them was all about liquid paint. And they're happening about the, at the same time. So I think that there are a lot of, especially raw material type people, that there's just overlap. And mm-hmm. this way they didn't have to choose between one show or the other. They could go to one place and both of them were taking place. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard more than one person. I, you know, they signed up and they could go to either the powder presentations and or the liquid paint ones and... Uh, I hope nobody from the liquid side of the industry is listening, but I've heard from more than one person that they came to the powder thing and they didn't leave. So I I think, you know, congrats to all the people uh, who gave fine presentations. I think we're going to go review a few of them now. Yeah, yeah. Just want to mention that we were trying that for the first time this year and next year, you know, we're going to have them in the same place again. I think we'll just figure out what worked this year and what didn't work and we'll tweak it Mm -hmm. and make it a good show for everybody. Okay. Well, let's, let's do a deep dive into uh, the topics that were covered. All right. So really the overarching theme of this year's show was we were talking about low temperature cure powder coatings. Yeah. We had some blockbusters at the blockbuster talks too. Um, like Nate said, the low temperature cure was was kind of the prevailing theme, um, and and that was signified in the keynote presentation that was uh, provided by Dr. Robert Duan of uh, ChemQuest. He's got guy. he's he's had a just amazing career within the coatings industry, including uh, you know stints at PPG and you know Valspar, which became Sherwin Williams. A global technology manager. Um, guy really knows his stuff. And the title of his talk was Expanding the Universe of Low-Cure Powder Coatings. Yeah, and I think that his angle on it, his focus was on low-temperature powder as a disruptive technology and how it can you know, penetrate into some markets that, for one, powder coatings haven't really been in before, or to open up just new opportunities to coat things. Yeah, and the other thing, Nate, that I think he he really underscored in his talk, it was kind of like the way he wrapped it up. He said it's going to require a partnership from all the different moving parts in introducing a new generation of technology, um, which he means 
the equipment people, the raw material suppliers, resins, photo initiators, pigments, the formulators, the application equipment people and engineers, uh, the curing equipment stuff to put this whole thing together. Yeah, and the talk after that was from the uh, subject of our shout-out, <laughs> Mike Novlock, and he's kind of um, covers a lot of those uh, different angles of the, of the whole system there. Okay. Yeah, and, and um, Mike's focus, like we mentioned earlier, was that uh, UV curable powders, and he, he made a really strong case for the, the economics, the environmental friendliness, the um, efficiency, and uh, performance of UV curable powder coatings, and he, he extended it beyond just the obvious powder on MDF boards, and I, th- I thought he did an outstanding job. Yeah, and then another talk in the low-temperature realm was from Todd Gregg at IFS, and he was more of a business side of things, but it sounded like he's recently come from the liquid paint world, and then he came over to powder coatings and low-temperature powder coatings in particular, and he was kind of you know blown away by all the possibilities. It's interesting because from his perspective, and he, he brought this up throughout his presentation, he was like, you know why powders are better than liquid coatings? You know why powders are, are better than paints? You know why they're more efficient? He just, he, he was, he was uh, gobsmacked with just how great things are, and he is a true believer, and, and I think it's really exciting. The one thing I like, too, about his perspective, it was a powder coating manufacturer. A lot of times they won't come to the summit, or they'll come to the summit, they always do, but they don't want to present because they're afraid, you know, somebody's, they're going to give away a secret. Right, they come as attendees because they want to learn about Uh new technology, but yeah, you're right. A lot of the time they want to keep their newest developments close to close to the hip. Yep. Uh, Another uh, low temperature cure, um, powder coating presentation was by Sarah Sullivan, who's a technical person from Allnex uh, Resins. And this was her first presentation in front of a, a major, at a major conference in front of a large crowd. Yeah, she did a great job. She nailed it. But she covered recent developments in ultra-low temperature cure thermoset resins and uh, really fascinating stuff and new stuff, which I, I really, really appreciated. Yeah, it's new stuff, and like you're saying, it sounds like the key to it is not only the raw materials, but marrying the process and the curing technology to those materials. And she talked about performance features, and she also talked about formulation approaches, like she had one-shot mat, and she had... Um, you know, the semi-gloss, and she had the, the, the high-gloss, you know. Low temperature and ultra-low temperature. She really did a good job covering her bases. And and you got to give, like, a, a little uh, shout-out uh, to her boss, Cal Iziagu, because, uh, you know, he's the engine behind a lot of this technology, and he's he's always been a great advocate for the industry. All right, and there were a handful of presentations that were about pigmentation and new materials in the world of pigments. The thing that was cool about that, Nate, you know, they were high performance or new knowledge type presentations. And, uh, you know, the first one, again, I think it was the first time 
for for this uh, young technologist, Christopher Wright from Berla Carbon, he gave a really good presentation on specialty carbon black pigments, which there's a large variety of them, uh, and how they behave in, in powder coating systems. It was a really good kind of nuts and bolts presentation, but I Yeah, I, I thought it. it was really informative, though. He kind of really talked about, like, where carbon black comes from and how it's made and how it how to use it and i just really appreciate when people can share their knowledge with everybody like that yeah it was great and and, and then another presentation when you're talking about high performance pigments uh, you, you you can't forget shepherd pigments which are the mixed metal oxides or the cicps which are complex inorganic colored pigments right Nice. But, and it was our good friend Mark Ryan uh, who gave an update on the durability data that he's seeing in, in uh, powder coating binders, specifically the AMA 2605 or Qualicoat Class 3. That um, stuff's really interesting. Every time he gives an update because he's testing everything and just it takes time. And so every time he comes out with an update, it's it's like, okay, where's where'd that one go? Which one's better? That's why we don't have this conference three times a year. Because, uh, but anyway, it was great, and he did. You know, things are just plugging along as far as performance. We had two speakers that uh, presented the latest uh, and greatest technology with uh, special effect pigments. That's right. Uh, Bonnie Piero from Sudershan was talking about mica effect pigments. And she really got into the details about how those are constructed, but also about weatherability, because that was one of her focuses was, like Mark from Shepard, she was concerned about, okay, how well do these different constructions of mica with different sort of treatments on them, how long do they last in extreme UV situations? Yeah, and you know, the thing about Bonnie, if, if there's someone who knows a, the wide breadth of pigment technology, she is one of the, the, the best best technologists out there. Uh, her focus is on mica effect pigments, but a heck of a job with all sorts of pigments. She's a wealth of knowledge, and, and it was great to have her speaking. That's right, and also we had Karen Schneider from Schlenk Metallic Pigments. She was talking about the newest generation of aluminum-based effect pigments, and it's some really unique stuff. Mm. I think the takeaway there was that it's a really high aspect ratio. It's a thin-shaped particle, and by putting different sort of treatments on them, they can get different colors, different effects. One thing that's really interesting, because I asked her after after her talk, which was an excellent talk, she was presenting the copper look, the bronze look, the brass look, or whatever, different different types. And this is that ultra-thin aluminum particle morphology. And I said, hey, do you guys have this in a aluminum base or aluminum base for you uh, uh, American uh, listeners? And she says it doesn't work in a pure aluminum. Hmm. It's aluminum substrate that gets typically an iron oxide or a blend of different things on the surface that give them that, you know, orange and reddish and golden hue. Fascinating technology. That is really interesting. Now it's time for a word from our sponsors.
Whether you're the shop manager, system engineer, or powder coater, once you decide to make GEMA an integral part of your shop, you'll understand how simple it is to be so productive. For a demonstration, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. When you want to know that everything is covered, complete it with GEMA. The Powder Coating Research Group is now part of the ChemQuest Group, proud sponsor of the Ask Joe Powder Podcast. ChemQuest Powder Coating Research is the only independent laboratory dedicated to powder coating technology. We do everything from evaluating raw materials, formulating the next generation of coating, developing new products, consulting, testing, troubleshooting, and training. Our parent company, ChemQuest, provides expert business strategy and advisory services in all aspects of the specialty chemicals value chain, including expertise in both liquid and powder coating. To find out more, visit our website at powdercoatingresearch.com or ChemQuest's website at www.chemquest.com. You can email Kevin Biller at kbiller at chemquest.com. Thanks for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. The ChemQuest Group is the parent company of CQPCR and provides strategic consulting to companies throughout the specialty chemicals value chain, including advisory services on business strategy, market research, mergers, acquisitions, or divestitures, manufacturing excellence, and formulation, application development, and benchmarking for liquid coatings and adhesives through our sister facility, the ChemQuest Technology Institute. Please contact Edie Fox Abrams, Vice President of Business Development at info at chemquest.com. We're back, and uh, back to the topic of raw materials. We did have a lot of raw material people talk. We had Katarina Steiner from Western Mineralian. She came all the way from Germany to come give the talk, which was really interesting. She was talking about different types of filler materials for powder coatings for increased performance. Their focus is this white fused alumina stuff that's very, very hard. And so their premise is that by adding a hard mineral into a coating that you can get that hardness of the final coating. Yeah, and, you know, her her data and information, it was impeccable. The way the experiments were set up, from my mind, when I when I heard her presentation, there was a sweet spot where you could put a relatively modest amount of these hard minerals into the powder coating and get a significant improvement in things like abrasion resistance and hardness, which it's a sought-after property in a lot of different applications. And she did a great job of, like, narrowing it down into this is a good place, This is a these are the performance features, and she also showed how it did didn't have any negative effects on other properties, which was uh, always important. Yep. Our our we had another visitor uh, from th- this time it was Patricia Perez from Faro, which was recently uh, acquired by Vibrance or 
you know, consolidated into a couple, you know, three companies called Vibrance. But um, she came all the way from kind of the Catalonia, Barcelona, Spain area, and she gave a great presentation about powder charging additives and just fascinating work. It's a different angle, different approach to enhance performance, but she demonstrated how some of their additives at relatively low concentrations could really improve your transfer efficiency. Right, and that's the idea behind it is that first-pass transfer efficiency to you improve that and it just scales it, it improves the economics of the entire coding process all right and then we had a talk from matthew gadman from king industries and they have a unique catalyst for uh reducing you know the cure temperature or time of powder coatings and that was a fantastic presentation i need him to you know teach me how to use powerpoint or something oh he 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 wins the prize for the most animated presentation i'm not talking about him i'm talking about the presentation (laughs) it was it was was lovely and it was good because it was i think it was actually the last one of the summit Mm -hmm. which is always you know you hope to have a good audience still but he certainly kept my attention with this and fantastic technology Um, we talk about like simplicity in formulating. And this was a catalyst that got the job done, but it didn't introduce any color, Mm -hmm. which is typical with a lot of catalysts. So it's like, okay, use a catalyst. It creates color, but it makes things cure faster. But then you have to put antioxidants in to counter the yellowing. And in this case, I was like, I was like, dude, you're, you've got a catalyst where you put it in and it keeps things clean. Very impressive work, Matthew. Yeah, he had some really great data to back it up, too. Another focus that a couple of our talks were talking about was sustainability. All right, so Jan Peter Driftute from Covestro was talking about sustainable powder coating developments. And, you know, these guys make the resins that go into the powder coatings and they have a legacy of really keeping track of the whole footprint of the process from where they get their feedstocks. They're looking at renewable sources. They're looking at more efficient ways of making things, but also putting them into coatings that are more efficient. Yeah. You know what, what, what Jan Peter did and, you know, he's with Covestro, but his legacy his his, his experience is you know part of DSM, which you know we we've been to their location a few times, but part of DSM and Covestro uh, acquired DSM. But you know I think the mentality in Europe is a little bit more advanced when it comes to sustainability, and it's broader than a lot of people would think. You know, you mentioned low temperature, uh, renewable feedstocks. He also talked about high performance. He said. If you can make a more durable coating, then the overall sustainability, the efficiency, your things aren't wearing out. They don't right. need Increase repair. Increase lifetime. Exactly. Which is, in the end, the life cycle cost is 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 um, positive when when you do things like that. The, the The last one I want to mention is it was a fascinating presentation by Sanjeev Bagaria who is the CEO of GDB International. 
And his angle was, what do you do with surplus powder coatings? You know, it sounds like their organization right now has a lot of experience with taking unwanted or waste liquid paint and then repurposing it by recombining it, reconstituting it, making new materials out of it. Mm -hmm. And so they take that stuff that would have gone to the landfill and they figure out how to how to make good use of it. Mm -hmm. And now they're looking at what to do with powder. And they had some pretty interesting ideas. I'd be curious how some of them work out. But, you know, if you just combine a bunch of disparate powder and spray it, you may or may not you get, get it. kind of something not too useful. But, you know, my takeaway were the three Ps. And everybody knows the three Ps. Pavers, putty, and paint. Well, maybe they don't. But uh, regardless, he, he said for, for um, uh, simple garden pavers where, you know, the structural you know, integrity is not like you're building a bridge or something with them. But he, he said you can use them as colorants or, you know, binding agents for pavers. Um, he had a similar approach with putty. And I'm not quite sure if it added any kind of performance, but kind of a non-color. Just as a filler yeah. like for cracks in the sidewalk, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or using using the powder as a particle, just thinking, okay, where we, what can we do with these particles? What can we mix it with to do something with it? Yeah, and you know the other thing he said, putting it in latex paint. And this this is a global guy. He you know the company is GDB International. And he said, you know, we found applications where we could put, you know, we could sneak some of the surplus or obsolete powder coatings into latex paint. And he really was talking about, like, uh, you know, other than Western markets, it's where, you know, developing countries where, you know, things weren't perhaps as critical and people weren't paying 50 or $60 a gallon for a gallon of paint to, mm-hmm. you know, cover your walls. So... Well, and the other part of the summit that was noteworthy, I would say, is we did a miniature kind of a short course on powder coatings. It began with just the background, the history of the nomenclature, what is a powder coating, what are the materials that go into powder coatings, and how do we talk about them as technologists and powder coatings and the second one was how we process powder coatings kind of a brief teaser overview on how powder coatings are manufactured and then before that we talked about formulating and choosing raw materials that he said that i wasn't listening then we talked about application systems and how that's done both in the lab and in a commercial manufacturing setting yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, wrapped it up with uh, how powder coatings are, are evaluated, both from you know powder properties and also film performance and, and durability. And I got to give a big shout out, shout out to my friend and colleague, uh, Nick Page, that's spelled with an exclamation point, um, who did it just an outstanding job. And I know Nathan was, was there helping with uh, some of the content, but Nick did an outstanding job with producing videos that we had accompanied with our our very dry and serious presentations. 
Well, and when we had the summit in Columbus, we would have the presentations at a hotel. There were a couple different ones, but we would always invite people to our laboratory so we could actually show them the process. I think that the powder coatings, we throw a lot of, throw around a lot of words, premix and extrude and grind and spray and sieve and all these things. And it, for most people, it really clicks when they get to see it there in person. So since we weren't able to do that, we recorded videos and we showed all the steps to the process. Yeah, it was great. Great job. And we did get very positive feedback. So hats off to our colleague here, Nick Page. Okay, so let's talk about upcoming events. Hey, friends, where are we going? To an upcoming event. All right. October 17th and 18th, 2022, the Golf Coding Show is going on in Sharjah, UAE. And, and this isn't your typical, there's a golf outing uh, before the show. This is actually the golf in, in the Middle East. G-U-L-F. Yeah. Thanks for, Important note. Thanks for clarifying. That. Don't bring your clubs. November 8th and 9th is the Wood Coatings Congress in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. I think that'd be an interesting one. It'd be interesting to see, you know, do they use the P word? Are they going to talk about powder there? be fascinating to find out. Right. Going on at the same time as that, um, November 8th through 10th in Atlanta, Georgia, is FabTech, which that's a huge, huge show for manufacturing in general. Most of it's most of the show floor is taken up by fabrication equipment, but there's also a finishing area. I'm not sure how they have it set up this year. I've been to it a few times, and it's just a really, really interesting if you're into manufacturing and how things get made. Yeah, I'm going to go to that one, Nate. I'm going to do a, a quick pop in to uh, the Georgia World Congress Center and uh, stop in and say hello to some of my friends and take a peek at what's new. All right, December 5th through 7th is the Coding Summit 2022 in Miami, Florida. Sounds great. Okay, my friends, if you'd like to find the Ask Joe Powder column, which is a traditional question and answer format, it's in print and also on the websites of uh, PPCJ, which is Polymers Paint Color Journal, which is um, published out of our out of the UK by our good friends there. They have a sister publication, Asia Pacific Coatings Journal, and I know that they post our podcasts. I'm not sure if they have our, our Q&A, but uh, certainly you, you can connect there. They have a pretty good presence. Also, PCI Magazine, and that's Paint and Coatings Industry Magazine. Uh, not in print anymore, but it's uh, PCIMag.com is their uh, website and we also have the astro powder column published in italy by our very good friends at ipcm international paint and coatings magazine great website and a, a pretty fabulous print magazine as well and you can always go back to the powder coated tough archives which is the flagship magazine of the powder coating institute you can find us online at askjoepowder.com. If you want to know when new episodes come out, you can subscribe to us on any of your 
services where you get your podcasts. We have a YouTube channel. Keep an eye on that if you want to either view the episodes or we might be coming out with videos in the future. Uh, we have a Twitter at AKA Joe Powder. And if you want to ask Joe a question, the email address is askjoepowder at yahoo.com or you can call and leave a message at country code 1 478 to ask Joe. It's 1 478 227 5563. This has been a production of ChemQuest Powder Coating Research. All the original music, editing, and those crazy sounds are done by Nick Page. And you fight like a dairy farmer. How appropriate. You fight like a cow. And remember, keep your powder dry, my friends. Thank you for listening to the Astro Powder Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Gamer. Are you looking for a solution to coat your most difficult products with no touch-up? Then Gamer's dynamic contouring equipment is the right solution for you. Unlike robotic coating, dynamic contouring offers greater flexibility without all the programming hassle while correctly positioning each powder gun to automatically coat your parts. For more information, call 877-437-6771. Once again, that's 877-437-6771. And be sure to mention, Ask Joe sent me. Automate it, position it, detect it, code it. Complete it with Gamma. And now it's time for a word from our sponsors. Okay. <clears throat> I was wondering if you wanted to do, like, the pigments next or oh, something. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry about that. I, we, we, Nick can make this work, right? Now it's not time for a word from our sponsor. <laughs> See, he fixed it. <laughs> Funny when you use the word solution with powder coatings because it's dry. Not a sol Okay, continue. Sorry. <laughs> joke was dry. <laughs> it was not funny either. A pirate I was meant to be. Trim the sails and roam the sea.